centuries of thy word giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Welcome to the Bishop Francis podcast. Bishop Francis is the pastor of the Catch the Anointing Center, Lily of the Valley Cathedral, Teshu, Laskana. May you experience a supernatural encounter and be anointed as you listen to transformative preaching, insightful revelations, and down-to-earth teaching by the servant of the Lord, Bishop Francis Philip Asamoah. This message will revive, restore, and refresh as you receive God's word through Bishop Francis. Please do not forget to subscribe to his podcast channel to receive new messages. God bless you and enjoy the message. Are you blessed to be here today? Beautiful. Welcome somebody to church. Tell somebody you are welcome. Amen. We come to church to serve God. Is that not so? If you are the type who doesn't have time for God, we have an earlier service. Amen. You can come there. It's also a beautiful service, miracle service, everything. Amen. All right. But so, so how many believe that sometimes you just need some time to worship the Lord? Is, is it a good idea? Yes. Sometimes we need time just to worship the Lord. Yeah. Sometimes we need some time just to pray. Hallelujah. And some time to worship and some time to pray just takes some time. Yes. Yes. Are you here with me? Hallelujah. Well, before I start preaching, we have um, our testimony time. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. So let's put our hands together for Lady Pastor. Um, Lady Pastor Grace Adam G. Plochi. If you want to know what the G stands for, see me in chambers. Or Lady Pastor Galaxy, what do you think? Okay, beautiful. Amen. You, you see, they didn't even hear. So, you know, uh-huh. Amen. So tell us, what, are, what, what, what do you want to share with us today? So she's part of the testimony campaign team. So she just tells, it's like these are just uh, testimonies that she's sharing from different, not necessarily her own. Amen. So tell us. Amen. So on Sunday, on Sunday, yes, okay, I was with Bishop when. How, how many love testimonies? Do you love testimonies? All right. You see, as you love testimonies, God is preparing you for for your miracle. Yeah. Hallelujah. I said, God is preparing you for your miracle. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Yes, Lady Pastor. I was, with, I was in the office with Bishop on Sunday and one of our Reverend Ministers from Arena, Reverend Lawrence, came to share three powerful testimonies with us. Three Amen. powerful testimonies? Yes. Okay. So the first testimony. And all the testimonies happened during a camp meeting that Bishop organized for us. Amen. Amen. How many remember we, were, we had a camp a few weeks back or a few months back? just a few weeks back, and there were serious miracles at the camp. Amen. Yes, continue. So the first testimony is about how 
a prayer prayed at the camp healed a crippled daughter in Kumasi. Wow. That's an interesting story. So how did this story start? So one lady in the branch was supposed to come for the camp, but didn't want to come because her sick daughter, the daughter wasn't crippled from birth. It's happened because the child was sick, so the sickness led to the child being crippled. So she didn't want to come for the camp. She wanted to stay around and take care of her daughter. But her pastor encouraged and forced her to come. So, so this lady was in Kumasi somewhere? Yes, she was in, far from Kumasi. I don't really know the areas, but it's far from Kumasi. Wow. Yes. If, you, if your child was sick and crippled and you've traveled to the place and then your pastor calls you, hello, we are having a camp. You have to come now. How many will leave your sick child and come for the camp? <laughs> Hallelujah. So what happened? During the camp, Bishop called for, the last day of the camp, Bishop called for those who have stubborn diseases. So you have a disease that you've been treating, you've been going to the hospital, it's not going, so now you're just managing. And then she didn't want to come out for the prayers, but one of her friends told her that if she doesn't come, she would slap her. So she was forced to come forward and So she's been forced to come for the camp, Hmm? He's been forced to come for the camp. Prophet, is that you? No, somebody else. Okay. You see, he's been forced to come for the camp, number one. Number two, a prayer is going on where we say that those who have stubborn diseases, all right, so what we mean, what I meant by stubborn diseases is a disease or a sickness you've lived with for many years, you've probably been praying about it, You've probably been to places to be prayed for, but still the sickness is still there. That's what we call what? A stubborn disease. So at this camp, we called for people with stubborn diseases. So, and then what happened? So this stubborn disease has not led only to the sickness of a child, but the child cannot walk for about a year. I've forgotten a year or two. Is that a year? A year or so. Do you get it? And then what happened? So when Bishop was praying for people, others were falling under the anointing, but she didn't fall. So she felt the prayer didn't work. So <laughs> you see that people are falling. And then this particular day, I've come, my child that cannot walk. I've come for prayer for my child that cannot walk. So at least as I'm receiving prayer for my child, if I go under the power, you know, then I would know that some power is going there. You know, but... Let, let me just tell you this before she continues. Ah, we've also prayed for people who have gone under the power and nothing happened to them. Th that is also there. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, continue. So after the camp, she went to her dorm, her dormitory, and then she called the house to find out the state of her daughter. And the updates given to her was She's that. not saying it well. Let me help. You see that the prayer for the stubborn diseases went into Saturday morning around 2, 3 a.m. about. So, Saturday morning. Then he called the village. Continue. So she called and asked the uh, well-being of her daughter and then they told her that, oh, your daughter is running around in the house. So, the child that has not been walking 
for about a year or so, crippled for about a year, is now running around the house that morning. And she did not believe it. Yes, she did not believe it. So the next day she called again to find out. They were like, the message we gave you yesterday is still the same. Your daughter is running around in the house. She called consistently for three times to be sure that her daughter was completely So healed. she could not believe this thing that has happened to her. So it's like she, she kept calling, are you sure of what you are saying? Hallelujah. Amen. And this is the person who didn't want for the camp. But when she came, it resulted in the healing of, a, well, I don't know whether it's a son or a daughter, of her daughter in a far place who could not walk. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He said he did not fall down. He didn't fall down. But her daughter has, has gotten up. Are you here with me? Hallelujah. Is it not a powerful? Give the Lord some glory. And what else? Yes. Now, you see, we share these testimonies because we have a culture of watering down the power of God. Do you get it? Because maybe I'm not in a red suit with crocodile shoes. Do you understand? Yes. No, I wish I, wish I had a taste for crocodile shoes. I, I would have worn some, doctor. I promise you. It's just that. You see, some things, it's just a matter of preference. Do you get it? I, I don't like crocodile shoes. If I like it, I'm sure I would have worn it. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? And if I like special suits with embroidery, I'm sure I would have worn some. With what? With my name written forgive. Amen. But you see, what you have to see here is that the power of God is in our midst. Okay, that we are in Mampon, having a camp. Then somebody would travel from a far town from Kumasi, come to Kumasi, sit on another car, come to Accra, sit on another car, come to Mampon, and come and receive a miracle for a crippled daughter. And by the time she calls to find out, these are some of the miracles in the Bible. Then they say, in the same hour, in the same hour, yes, the same when hour. they checked, it was when Jesus prayed, the same yes, hour, the same hour, then the person also receive the healing hallelujah yeah and all these testimonies you see these are adding on the thing is that there are other i know there's one of my people here there's a baby in the house who also couldn't walk from birth never walked before who also one day just got up like that do you understand what i'm saying uh -huh. so the lord is just doing things over and over again if you are watching me on facebook Maybe you are believing God for healing, cancer, whatever it is. Be healed on the Facebook in the name of Jesus. You can send your prayer request on Facebook. We will pick it up. You know, something that we've started. We didn't used to do that before, but now I just saw one person. He was believing God for healing for cancer of a brother or something like that on Facebook. So now we've noticed that people on Facebook also need help and so just leave your prayer request, your comment, your amen, so that we can pick it up and also pray with you and also help you. And believe that God is going to help you. Amen. amen. Then what else happened to, uh, what have happened again? So the pastor sharing the testimony for his church member also received a miracle during the camp. Okay. Reverend, and what was that about? Reverend Lawrence had a um, wrist problem, pains in his wrist. 
for three months. He couldn't move his wrists. So when Bishop called for people with stubborn diseases, he also came out. Bishop prayed for him. He even gave a testimony that the pain was gone. This is a reverend minister. A reverend minister. Only for him to go back to the dormitory and the pain was back. Somebody said the sickness came back. You see, the devil is wicked eh? and he's a liar. See, sometimes when you get a miracle, you know, you are healed. And then when you go by the disease, say, oh, you see, it, it hadn't gone. It's just that it went for a moment. You see, the devil begin to tell you things. So what happened? He was in pain. He couldn't move his hand. And because he had already shared a testimony that he has been healed, he couldn't ask people in his dorm for He wanted to go for rub, but then when he was going for the rub, then he remember, ah, but I told everybody I'm healed. So if I go for the rub, it will look some way. Somebody say, hey. So then what, is, what did he do? He took his pain home. So for three days, he was confessing that he is healed and he was rebuking the devil. On the third day, the pain vanished. So Sunday Hallelujah. Was the testimony, there was no pain. Do you see what has happened? So you see that he continued to confess his healing. And then he's, he started to rebuke the devil. And after the third day, that was it. So after one week, then he came to my office to tell me that this is what happened. And amongst the stubborn diseases, there was another, one of his church members who also got healed of waist a waist pain. and leg problem for how long? 12 years? Yes, for 12 years. They, they, there was a person in his church who had a waist problem for 12 years who also got healed. He too, when he came to the room, then the pain came back. Then he also said, you devil, you are a liar. So when they got to church and then Reverend Lawrence was sharing his testimony. They said, ah, then this one started laughing because he said, ah, this is what the devil tried to do to me. Hallelujah. Because the devil is trying very hard to, you know, fight against what God is doing. And he cannot win. So they kept telling you, devil, you are a liar. We are healed. You think that's the only one. I have one girl here who also got healed of a bone problem. One, after some weeks, well, then the pain was coming. They said, no, no, I am healed. You devil, you are a liar. And then the pain went away. You see, so, you see the devil, eh? Because we are in an atmosphere of miracles. Somebody say atmosphere of miracles. He, he knows that he has to find another way to fight. And that's what he says. So, so I'm just, you are just sharing these things so that you will know that the devil is a big liar. And he can't stop what God is doing. He can't stop what the power of God is doing. Are you here with me? Give the Lord some glory. Is it not beautiful what the Lord is doing? Now, a, 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 a daughter who could not walk for a year has started walking. Is it not a blessing? Give the Lord some glory. You too, you are going to receive your miracle in the name of Jesus. If you are watching me on Facebook, whether now or later, you too, you receive your miracle. And just leave, if you have, if you need a miracle, just leave your request there and then we'll pick it up somehow. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> Lady Pastor, you can sit down. Amen. Uh, clap for the bishop. I think I'm doing the testimony campaign very well. Uh, Rachel, what do you think? Uh -huh. Beautiful. Hallelujah. Labor to be blessed. 
Last week we started talking about what? Labor to be blessed. Is that not so? Amen. Now, last week we looked at point number one. Labor for a blessing by obeying his commandments. Is that not so? Amen. So turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor, have you found your Bible? And then ask your neighbor again, because I'm sure your neighbor said yes. Then ask your neighbor, neighbor, that Bible you have found, are you reading it? Have you read it? Amen. Because you are supposed to read it. Hallelujah. And we learned how to go into the Bible and look at various things. Amen. Number two, labor for a blessing by paying your tithe. Amen. All right. Now, we've spoken about tithe a lot, you know. And um, let me just say in summary from Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. Just, just look at something there briefly. Malachi 3, 10. It said, bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. And prove me therewith, or herein, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the window of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Hallelujah. So, when you labor to be blessed by paying your tithe, what happens? God pours out a blessing for you. And one of the reasons why I would call uh, laboring to pay tithe is because there are many needs. Is that not so? You see, some people think that, oh, it is easy for some people to pay tithe. Because me, I have only 100 cities. That man has 10,000 cities. But you don't know that that man that has 10,000 cities, his needs is like 9,852 cities. That's what you don't know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes. Because when your goods are increased, they be increased that eat it. Amen. Amen. So sometimes a rich man can look at somebody who is not as rich as him and he will envy the person because he seems to have more peace than... Hey! One day, one, somebody I know was looking for a job and he had been sent to see a certain rich man. When he got to the rich man's house, there was a crowd waiting outside. Do you understand what I'm saying? They are all waiting to see this rich man. Some need a job, some need school fees, some need money for business, some very, and they are all waiting for this rich man to come out. And the rich man is not coming out. So, <laughs> so if you are fortunate and they mention your name, they say, oh, uh, let that one come. Okay. Hey! Then I realized that rich people, they have problems too. Because people have traveled to this rich man's house. They are all waiting for him. They are all waiting for him. He's not around. We will wait. He will come after five hours. We are waiting. Hey. And when this rich man comes, his money that is, he has to share it amongst all these people who are whatever. Amen. So you realize that 
uh, even as a rich person, you have, you have a lot of, you know, problems. When he wants to buy small coffee broke man, he has to park somewhere. Otherwise, the, the coffee broke man that is two CDs, you pay 20 CDs for it. Go <laughs> when they look at you, then they mention a price. Yes. They look at you before they mention a price. Uh -huh. That's why sometimes, that's why it's good to be humble. You just dress down, cool down, you know, when you are moving. You are a normal person. But when you want to show that, do you know who I am? We will show you that we know who you are. And you will pay for who you are. <laughs> Somebody clap for Jesus. I remember one day I had to pay school fees. Then I noticed that. I remember that I had not paid money, a tithe, on the money I'm going to use to pay the school fees. And the money I had was not up to the school fees. That's number one. It's not up to. And then I've not paid tithe on the money. So when I remove the tithe, the money will become even smaller. How many have been there before? You see? And I'm sure when it happens to you, then ideas start going through your head. More than ideas. Yes. You see that sometimes you say, okay, let me pay. I'll get some other money and then I'll take from there and then add it uh -huh. to the tithe I did not, then I'll pay. Uh -huh. How many have had stories like that? Wow. Amen. So, your guess is as good. So, me too, ideas were going through my head. Then I said, you know what? He said that when I pay the tithe, there will be meat in God's house, and then he will open a window of heaven and pour me out a blessing. Then I said, okay, what will be left, I'll give it to the school, and then I'll pay my tithe, because God will pour me out a blessing. When that blessing comes, I'm sure I'll be able to do more than just pay school fees. So I paid the tithe, paid the rest for school fees, and then some way, somehow, before I realized, the term has ended, and by the grace of God, all the school fees, had, nobody came and dashed me huge money. But I just realized that some way, somehow, all the school fees, it has been cleared. Up to today, all the school fees is still being cleared. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So you see that your tithe, you see, it unlocks a blessing for you. That is why you must labor to pay your tithe. The devil will tempt you. Circumstances will tempt you. Your needs will tempt you. But the thing is that what you have, it can't take care of you anyway. But if you pay the tithe, it will unlock a blessing. Yes. And that blessing, when it's unlocked, you will see that God is taking care of you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said God will be taking care of you. So herein is the labor. You must labor that circumstances don't tempt you to use your tithe for anything else. You should labor so that the devil does not tempt you to use the tithe for anything else. Just give it and see how the Lord will continue to bless you one way or the other. It's not like you bring a Ghana must go bag full of euros or dollars so that when you melt it, 
it will be a no. But you will see that God is blessing you. Somebody clap for Jesus. Number three. Labor for a blessing by serving God. Labor for a blessing by serving God. Amen. You see, many of us, our service to God is coming to church by, on Sunday. You are done. Some of us, our service to God is if somebody, if the center leader is lucky, I will come to church with him to encourage him not to serve the, not to serve the Lord. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. But now, let us turn our Bibles to Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. And let us look at something interesting there. Can we... 23:25. Good. Can we read it together? Ready? Go. And ye shall serve the Lord thy God. Let's start again. Everybody, ready? Go. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the mist. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we read it one more time? And Amen. So as we serve the Lord, then the Lord blesses our bread and he blesses our water. Are you here with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. Yeah, but if you are not serving the Lord, how is the Lord going to bless your bread and your water? Sometimes we have stubborn supply problems. Is somebody listening to me? You have what? Stubborn supply problems. Because there's a difference between coming to church and sit down for a few hours and serving the Lord. Amen. Coming to sit down for a few hours is very easy. Amen. When you go to work, you even sit down on your chair much longer than when you come to church. Are you here with me? Oh, yes. Do you get it? What is happening today is that the average Christian does not really serve the Lord. The average Christian has a mentality that we come and sit in church so that God will meet our needs for us. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Yes. So, when I realized that uh, week one, I didn't see any need met. Week two, I didn't see any need met. Week three, then 
some of the, oh, there's this other powerful church here, which a lot of things are. Then you see that we move there because hopefully those my needs that are not being met, they'll be met over there. Hallelujah. But that is not serving the Lord. That is not serving the Lord. Are you here with me? I remember Jesus Christ, one day a crowd was following him. He said one thing and the whole crowd vanished from behind him. You see, they start, the crowd was following him after he had fed the 5,000. Do you get it? He said something to them. And they all left. So he even asked his disciples, are you also going to leave? And what did the disciples say? They said that you have the, to whom shall we go? You have the words of life. It's only those who were looking for eternal life that really stayed with Jesus. Are you here with me? Yeah. Hallelujah. So, I want to tell you today that we don't serve God because we want to drive the latest car in town. We don't serve God because we want to, uh, what? Live in a 15-bedroom house. Hallelujah. We serve God because he is God. That's why we serve God. Hallelujah. That's why we serve God. You see, where we come from in Ghana, I mean Africa here, you see, usually, many of us don't even, re don't always grow up with our parents. What I'm saying, is it true? You may be born here, and before you realize, you are living with your auntie, or you are living with your uncle, or you are living with your uncles, brothers, sisters, uh, what? <laughs> Something. Is that not what happens? And you realize that when you wake up in the morning, you will sweep the house. You will weed. You will cut the grass. You know, in some places you will mow the grass. But here we don't have mowers. We use machetes or cutlass and you will cut the grass. Hallelujah. Yeah, I used to weed uh, our house's backyard. Hey, it, you, you see that you... <laughs> you see that there's a technique that you use so... It's like the cutlass will be flying. Shoom, 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 like that. Then you see, so you go shoom, 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 shoom. Then you are weeding. I'm telling you, some of you are city people, so you don't know some of these things. You know, when you live in Teshi Estate, there's nowhere to, I mean, weed the grass. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But you see that you will weed. You wash your uncle's car. You will wash his clothes. And you see, as you are washing his clothes, you will bear me out that you are not thinking about, oh, I'm washing his clothes so, so that he will pay my school fees. I'm, I'm polishing his shoes so that he will buy me a shoe. I, I'm doing it. You see, those things don't come to your mind, usually. What I'm saying, is it, is it accurate? You just know that you are in your uncle's house and you have to serve. And you are serving that if per chance, hopefully, maybe one day, he may decide to do something. Maybe he will decide to send me to school. Maybe I'll be an uh, apprentice or something. But I don't even know, but I'm just serving. And that, that is how we serve the Lord. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? You, you, you don't become born again because you want to eat KFC. 
So you've noticed that the way God is powerful, if I serve him, I will get KFC. Are you here or are you? Yes. I don't know whether, are you here? Yes. That is not the purpose of serving God. Hallelujah. And many a time, so you see that, we gather where we realize that the, the supplies and the toffees and the gifts are more. When the supply drives out, then we go to the next place where there are what? Some of these supplies. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that, and ye shall serve the Lord your God. Your responsibility is to serve. He will decide to bless. I said, you are supposed to serve. He will decide to bless. Are you here with me? Amen. Sometimes, even your personal service to God, that you are in your house, that let me, I say I am a Christian. I'm saying I'm born again. I'm saying my name is written in the book of heaven. Okay, let me pray to the God that has saved me this morning. Even that service to God is a problem. I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody here. That service that God has saved me, I was going to hell. Okay, I'm not a pastor. I am not a shepherd. I'm not a bishop. But I am a Christian. And I have woken up. So my service to God, let me just pray to God. As I've woken up, one new morning, I've just woken up. Let me pray. Let me see what the Bible will tell me today. That basic service, even that basic service is missing from our charismatic Christianity. Ask your neighbor, where is your service to God? Is it any wonder that your bread is not blessed? Because where is your service to God? Is it any wonder your water is not blessed? Because where is your service to God? Where is your service to God? Hallelujah. You see, when the Holy Spirit sent Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. What did the devil say? If you are the son of God, turn the stones into bread. Do you get it? What did Jesus say? He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of the father. That's what Jesus said. But these days, when we are serving God, we are serving God for the bread. I said these days, when we are serving God, we are serving God for the bread. And you see, 
Jesus, you see, Jesus is our perfect example. And Jesus as a son of God. You see, on the day the devil tempted him that, oh, you need bread. Why not use miracle power to turn it into bread and then eat it? Then he said that man shall not what? Live by bread alone. Because God the Holy Spirit has told that now it's time to be hungry. It's not time to eat. The word that was coming from the Lord is that shut your mouth. No food. That is what the Holy Spirit was saying. Then the devil came again. I'm interested in the last temptation. He said that, do you see all these things? If you worship me, I will give you all. Then Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Because you do what? It is written, you will worship the Lord and serve him only. So you see that Jesus didn't talk about what to get. He, he spoke about who to serve. And he said, you will worship and serve the Lord. But then as to what I will get, it's immaterial. Because as a child of God, my service, what I have to do is to serve the Lord, is to worship the Lord. As to what he will give me, that is up to him. I'm not even thinking about that. What I'm thinking about is my worship, is my service. That's, the, that's what Jesus said. Where he said, I will give you these things. He didn't say, oh, no, no. If I worship God, God will give me. He said, no. He said that it is written, thou shalt serve the Lord and him only shall you worship. Forget about what God will give you. Forget about what God will give you. And serve him. And worship him. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? That's why I say labor to do what? Amen. Labor for a blessing by what? Serving God. Jesus showed the devil that look, my worship and my service is to God. It's not for the things. It's not for the things. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to learn to serve the Lord. You see, that is why, when you look in, that's why I used our family setting as an example. I don't go to stay in my uncle's house. I'm polishing the shoe. Mm -hmm. I've polished the shoe, Yes. What, 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 what I oh so nothing no my uncle you are some way okay hey, uncle yes I've ironed your shirt so ah no but what, I mean no no no, 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 no. Uh, okay I I finished washing the car I washed the I've even washed the two cars so uh, do you have a bicycle for me no you wash it and that's all somebody say you wash it and that's all. That is what it means to serve God. I said that is what it means to serve God. Many of us have forgotten. Look at the temptations of Jesus Christ. You will discover that he never ever said that, devil, don't worry, God will give me. Because the problem 
It's not what God will give you. That is not the problem. If you are a son of God, if you are a daughter of God, your responsibility, your obligation as a son or daughter of God is to serve and worship him. That is your responsibility. He as a good father, he as a good God, he will decide how to bless you. I said he will decide how to bless you. He will decide how to bless you. That's why the Bible says, we shall serve and he shall bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor, where is your service to God? Where is your service to God? That I'm serving. It, it doesn't matter whether he gives me euros or dollars or pounds. Or even if he gives me nothing, I will still serve. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said that the God that we serve, what did he say? The God that we serve, he can deliver us. That's what he said. The God that we serve can deliver us. But even if he does not deliver us, we will still not bow because our duty is to serve the Lord. As to whether he will deliver us or not, that is up to him. But we as children of God, our service is to what? Serve him. Our responsibility is to serve him. Hallelujah. And that type of Christianity is missing. I said that type of Christianity is missing. When you ask them, why were you not in church? It's like somebody didn't do something for me. Yes. Very true. Somebody didn't do something for yes. me. Somebody didn't do something for me. I was looking for something. I didn't get it. Uh, my beloved left me in the church, so I've, I've also left the church. The girl that I like, the pastor introduced her to somebody else, so I've left the church. Ask your neighbor, where is your service to God? Are you a child of God? Child of God. Or you, 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 you are just an opportunist in the kingdom of God? It's like, if there's nothing to get, then I don't want to serve God. Just ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, God, we are serving you. You can pull us out of the fire. Great. But even if you don't, even as we are burning, we will serve you. Amen. Amen. Ask your neighbor, where is your service to God? Where is your service to God? You see, sometimes, eh, you see some people, they say, we are going for deliverance. But you see, it's not deliverance that you need. What you need to do is to serve the Lord. I said, what you need to do is to serve the Lord. That is what you need to do. We've entered a generation where, you see, we, we come to a what? A magic theater. You see, a magic theater. So when we sit down, 
Then a magician will come. When he does this, then a car will appear. When he does that, then a house will appear. When he does, you see, that, that is how many Christians have become. So when you enter a place where we are saying, serve the Lord, say, no, we are in the wrong service. There's no car to get here. There's no visa to get here. There are no euros to get. You understand what I'm saying? Am I preaching to somebody or? Hey. Labor to be blessed by serving God. I said labor to be blessed by what? You see, I was telling them in the first service. You know, you see, you see, I was playing the keyboard today. Why do you think I learned how to play keyboard? It is to serve. I was on the mission field in a church building without a keyboardist. And I said, what do I do? I didn't even know anybody who could teach me. Then I met a Nigerian boy. I said, Mr. Nigerian boy, can you teach me how to play keyboard? I said, yes, pastor. I'll teach you, pastor. Yeah. So then he started. The first keyboard on which I had to, some of the keys were not even working. And then I had to learn how to play the keyboard on the mission field. Then I had to learn how to play drums. Because if I don't play the drums or the keyboard, the music in the church will not be nice. So I might be the preacher, I might be the pastor, but there are more areas in which to serve. Are you understanding what I'm saying? How do you serve in the house of God? I said, how do you serve in the house of God? How do you serve? Are you listening to my preaching today? We shall serve and he shall bless. Malachi chapter 3 verse 13. Let's look at that. He said, your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, what have we spoken so much against thee? Go to the next verse. Ye have said... It is vain to serve the Lord. There's, I mean, there's no profit. In other words, there's no benefit in serving the Lord. There's no benefit. There's no benefit in prayer. There's no benefit in coming for a convention. So we'll come, how many days? Three days. Okay, I'll come on Friday. Oh, there's no benefit. You see, a pastor can say there's no benefit in praying for miracle working power. So let me rather go and see a juju man to get power. Oh, yes. Let me go and get juju power. I remember when they used to, they used to call me, initially it used to pain me. No, no, initially it used to pain me that, oh, what have I done that, you know? But with time I started to understand because... Not everybody is using, I mean, real power. Some are using satanic powers. 
So then I started to understand because it's like, you know, from where we come, it looks like Satan is more powerful than God. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But are you ready to serve God till God gives you the power you need? Is that, it is not what? What, what is it saying? There is no what. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance? What have we benefited by serving the Lord? Bishop, I'm a 43-year-old virgin. If I had slept with one or two boys, by now I would have been missus with three children. What profit have I gained by keeping myself pure? Those are the questions we are asking ourselves. But the Bible says, we shall serve. He shall bless. And that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. I used to have one, one of my girls who is getting married soon. She said, Bishop, all my mates are married. Me alone, I'm not married. Sometimes I can see that this my girl is trying to have ideas. I said, sister, don't try it. No, 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 I'll tell sister, don't try it. Eh? You want to have some ideas. You want to go and sleep with some man like some of your friends have been there. Don't try it. Be there. Be faithful. In due season, God is going to bless you. Yes. That's what I used to tell this lady. Now she's going to get married. I understand what I'm saying. The devil will make you feel that there is no profit in serving the Lord. Hallelujah. He will make you feel that you've, you've lost Eh? You've served God, uh, what has become of you? Look at the, all these, your guys. You see all of them, you see what they are driving. Eh, this thing you are driving, what is it? Is it a bicycle or what is it? You see, you begin to take so that it can pin you properly that you are serving the Lord. Eh, you said you will, not, you will not do a poor. You said you will not steal in the exam. You see, you see all of us. You see, he got A, he got A, this one got A. A plus, and then you, you got what? Is it Q you got? Q. So then when you look at this scripture, it is vain to serve the Lord. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before him, the Lord of hosts? Go to the next verse. And now we call to the what? Proud. Happy. It looks like the proud are happy. When armed robbers come for prayer meeting, they say, Lord, we are going on operation. Please protect us. You see that they are protected. Then you notice that the, the ones who are not going on armed robbery, rather they have been killed. Oh! That is what Christians are saying now. What does it say? They that work wickedness are set up. It's like those who work wickedness, rather, they seem to be blessed. And they that tempt God are even delivered. 
Are we reading from the Bible? You see, these are some of the things that are missing from our preaching. You see, so we don't know that this is what the Bible says because we don't preach these things anymore. And we've stopped reading our Bible, so there's no way for you to discover what the Word of God says. I tell you, some of you here are even surprised that there's such a verse in the Bible. When we say Malachi, immediately your mind goes to the tight part. Do you see? Go to the next verse. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. You see, those who are serving the Lord there, the Lord knows those who are serving him. Yes. Amen. Yes. The world may call you names. The devil may call you names. Your mates may call you names. Unbelievers may call you names. But God knows those who are serving him. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you that those who are serving God, they are getting ready for a blessing. Yes. I said they are getting ready for a blessing. Yes. Hallelujah. He said the Lord hearkened. You see? The Lord has taken note. The Lord has acknowledged. Are you serving the Lord? I want you to know that the Lord has acknowledged that you are the one who is serving the Lord. The Lord has seen. He has written it down that amongst these people, amongst when, when they were looking for husbands and people were going for other people's husbands, this one feared me. He didn't go anywhere. The, the Lord has acknowledged it. I want to tell you. He said he hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him. For them that feared the Lord. Hallelujah. Look, we've not served God for zero. I said we have not served God for zero. Are you here with me? I said we've not served God for zero. Yeah. You see, sometimes even my friends, they can't understand how rampant I get miracles. They know they can't. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm being honest. It's, I'm not trying to, this thing, but I'm trying to tell you something. Yeah. They are, they are surprised how rampant. Some of them oh, if we can get a few. If we can get a few of what you have, it will be great. You see, God has a book of remembrance. Are you here with me? Yes. Those who are going on their knees. Those who are praying. Those who, oh, hmm. I wish I could go for this woman's husband, oh, but, hmm. Ah, well, let me serve the Lord. The Lord has acknowledged you for your fear of him. I want to tell you. Let me do something for God. Maybe I, I cannot be a bishop, but maybe I can sweep. Maybe I can bring somebody to church. Maybe I can join the prayer ministry. Maybe I can join the choir. Maybe I can join something as, Lord, you know that me, I don't know Bible, but at least as I'm sweeping the church, remember me. Remember me. It is a service to God. And they that thought upon his name. So you see, there are people who fear God and they are thinking about his name. 
Hallelujah. They are thinking about his name. That's why I'm saying that labor to be blessed by serving God. What can you do to serve God? You may be sitting here. Your mates are playing football. You may be sitting here. Your, your, your lady friends are fornicating somewhere. Your service to God is to tell them that, look, this life will not take. Follow me to church. Follow me to church. That is your service to God. That is your service to God. You, you see, labor to be blessed by serving God means that find a way to do something in church. Find a way to do something that will cause the kingdom of God to advance. Find a way. Hallelujah. Don't just come and sit down and be angry that somebody woke you up to come to church. You must fear God enough that, Lord, after saving me, that there is something I must be able to do for you. That, that, I mean, at least, if, if, if I can't be a general overseer, at least I can say, brother, come. Look, God has changed my You Let's go. Let's go. At least, when you get to church, say, Lord, remember me. I brought one person to church. Remember me for this person I brought to church. Sorry. Remember me for this one person that I brought to church. Hallelujah. But no. You are rather running away. You are running away from doing something for God. You know you'll be called to do something, so that's the day you will not even come because you know, you know. But you don't know that God is showing you mercy by giving you the opportunity to serve in his house. Service in his house. Go to the next verse. And they shall be mine. Those who fear him and those who think on his name. He said, they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day when I make up my jewels and I will spare them as a man spare his own son that serveth him. The person that will be shown mercy is the one who serves. He said, I will spare him like I spare my own son who serves me. Serving God gives you an opportunity to be spared. I said serving God, it gives you an opportunity to be spared. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Serving God. You see, I was talking to some of the married people. You, by the grace of God, you are in the church. Your wife is in the church. Why shouldn't your children be prophets and apostles and other things? Why should they not be? As your, ah, the Bible says that a man of Levi found a daughter of Levi. That is how prophet Moses was born. It's not a man of Levi found an Egyptian, a Mesopotamian, but a man of Levi found a daughter of Levi. People of like faith. When people of like faith give birth to a child, that's a prophet in the making. Yes. Preach. 
Apart from these two people giving birth to Moses, we don't hear of them. Their whole service to God was to give birth to Moses. After that, they were done. Even the brother and sister of Moses, their job was to help Moses. But for Moses' ministry, Aaron and Miriam will not have a job. They will not even be called to serve God, but for Miriam, but for Moses. Are you here with me? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. He said, I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. It means that those who do not serve God, they will not be spared. That's what it means. And if you don't serve me, it's like you are not my child. That's why you are not serving me. Where I live, there are children in another building next to my building. They don't do anything for me. They are not my children. Go to the next verse. Then ye shall return and descend between the righteous and the, you see, when we come back, we will see who has been a fool. You see, we will see who, who, who has been what? Stupid. The one who kept herself for the Lord or the one who, who has 52 boyfriends and then other whatever. We will see, you see, we will descend between the righteous and the wicked. Between him that serveth God and him that serve him not. A time will come. I said a time will come. We will see whether we who have served the Lord are the fools or those who have not served the Lord. We will see those who are the fools. Hallelujah. Church, I want to tell you. In our church alone, there's so much to be done. I said, there's so much to be done. Are you going to labor to be blessed by serving God? Or what are you going to do? I said, what are you going to do? You are going to come to church listening to good preaching, and then you listen to what? Testimonies, and you'll be shouting. And then you'll be given which the degrees of the testimony. Last week's testimony were more powerful than last week. And then this one is what it all. This one is just a headache. This one is just, you know, you'll be there saying that, oh, but even this disease, I think it came back. And then is that what you'll be doing? Or will you be serving God? It's not enough that you got born again and got baptized. It's not enough that you pray in tongues. It's time to serve the Lord. Amen. Let me try and end this. You see, I was talking about Mama Soft in the first service. The church we came from, Mama Soft alone in her team, they do outreach. 500 new converts. This woman and her team alone. You see this woman sitting here? Yes. That is aside, that is aside the crusades that I was doing in the church. No, I want, I want to tell you. In the first service, this is a guy interpreted service. So I, I said, Mama, 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 what? Mama soft, Mami Obushi. Do you see? Mami Obushi, Mama soft, was a center leader. Moving around, getting people to come to church. See, winning souls. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's right there. You can ask her. Amen. Amen. Trying to serve the Lord. When she came to my church, she said, Pastor, my name is Millicent Aoku, but they call me Mama Soft. I want to serve the Lord. Is there anything I can do to serve the Lord? I said, yes, why not? Do this, do that. That was her contribution to the church. Oh, yes. Serving the Lord. I had some women. We are not preachers. But on Sunday morning, we will come and sweep the church. That was their contribution. Oh, yes. There are some people, when we are going for crusade, they will bring their truck, load your things on the truck. We've even put fuel in the car already. Just use it for your crusade. Yes. Service to God. That is how the church grew because with the people in it, we served the Lord and then the Lord started to bless us. Then the Lord started to bless us. Then the Lord started to bless us. Turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor, are you going to serve the Lord? I, I, I hope that some people will come and see the priests or they'll come and see Pastor Janda. Look, after what we've heard, we need to serve the Lord. What can we do? Are you here with me? I'm talking about labor to be what? Blessed. By the grace of God, I've not lost anything by serving the Lord. I've not lost anything. I'm not a millionaire, but by the grace of God, I'm blessed. Yes, I'm very blessed. Oh, yes. By just serving the Lord. So, sometimes I pray to God, God, I don't even feel I've served you well. And that's how I feel. And I'm believing God to serve him better. Yes. In the first service, I told them, have you seen the prophet? Have you seen that thing there? I've told you before. You see that design? I designed it for the Lord. There are things I just do for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Ask your neighbor, what are you going to do for the Lord? Do you want to be blessed? In conclusion, I told you the story of First Love Church. We, we were there, no, they said 1,000 souls won. We were there, they said 3,000 souls won. Hey, we were 4,000 souls won. They said 5,000 souls won. What were they doing? They were laboring to be blessed. They said, let us labor to be blessed by winning souls. That's how they got the 5,000. 5,000 souls. See, we are talking about 500. They are talking about 5,000. Because we are laboring to what? Win souls so that God, we shall serve and he shall bless. Stand to your feet. You want to pray, you want to say, Lord, give me the grace to labor to be blessed by serving you. Lift up your voice and pray. And you just want to say, Lord, teach me to serve you. 
Give me the grace to serve you. Give me the grace to serve in your house. Oh yes, Lord. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. With every eye closed, every head bowed, you may be here today. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you're here like that, lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you're here like that. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word today. We pray that, Lord, you show us mercy and help us to serve in your house. We've learned to labor by obeying your commandments. We've learned to labor by paying our tithe. And we've also learned to labor by serving you. We pray to you, O oh God. Help us. Help us. Help us. In Jesus' name. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Close your eyes. Lord Jesus. I thank you for today. Thank you for saving me. I surrender my life to you today. Please write my name in the book of life. I don't want to go to hell. I want to be with you in heaven. Save me today. Wash away my sins. Make me white as snow. Make me your child. I want to thank you for saving me today. Amen. What's your name? Anna. You see our pastor there? He will talk to you and then you come back. Okay. Our pastor. Put your hands together for the Lord. Beautiful. You may be seated. Alright. God bless you for listening to this anointed message. It was great having you, and we believe you have been blessed and uplifted by this powerful word. Subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages regularly. God richly bless you.